0: Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning, and welcome to Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. So glad you are here with us bright and early as we endeavor to kick off your day the right way. Coming up this hour celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, and a lady was sentenced for throwing food at a chipotle worker you may have heard about this uh pet panics how many of those a day do you have stranger than fiction features a kangaroo punching a cop good news today where a jet skier was rescued and start your resolutions win we'll tell you that and a whole lot more today on the show brought to you by thurman and flanagan attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call them 479-253-1234 good morning my friends And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here on Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Lucas Hedges, the star of two compelling dramas. Ben is back and Boy Erased is 27 today. Eric Dom. The Dom triplet who, I'm sorry, Erica Dom. The Dom triplet who married Dr. Phil's son, Jay McGraw, is 46. Mayim Bayek who played Dr. Amy Farrah Fowler on The Big Bang Theory, is 48. Hank Williams III is 51. Regina Hall from the Girls Trip movie, right? 53 today. Jennifer Connelly, she was in Hulk, Blood Diamond, A Beautiful Mind. She's 53. Eric Schenkman from The Spin Doctors is 60 today. Sheila E. Singer, 66. Bill Nighy, who played Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, is 74 today. Dickie Betts, former Allman Brothers guitarist, who wrote the hits Jessica and Rambling Man, is 80 today. Psychic friend Dionne Warwick is 83. And Bob Barker would have been 100 today, but he died. Uh, Today is uh, Gingerbread House Day. And on this day in history, Mexico was officially recognized as an independent nation by the United States in 1822. Dr. George Grant, a black dentist from Boston, patented the golf tee on this date in 1899. Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin on this date in 1957. What else we got going on? The Godfather Part 2 premiered in New York on this date. In 1974. In 1986, on this date, the Golden Child was released with Eddie Murphy. Richard Gere married Cindy Crawford on this date in 1991. They divorced four years later. And let's see. Peter Boyle, who played Frank Barone of Everybody Loves Raymond, died on this date 2006, Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps was originally meant sarcastically or to suggest an impossible accomplishment because it's impossible for someone to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But nonetheless, it is taken hold as a saying for getting it done no matter what, right? There are nine states with more cows than people. More cows than people? Which states are they? South Dakota, Nebraska, North Dakota, Wyoming, Kansas, Montana, Idaho, Oklahoma, and Iowa. SPRINT's name was originally an acronym for Southern Pacific Railroad International Networking Telecommunications. (laughs) No wonder they shortened it to SPRINT. Chubbawamba holds the world record for longest album title. They released an album in 2008 that was a title that's 865 characters long, but it's usually just referred to by the five words at the beginning The Boy Bands Have Won. But it goes on to state, you know, roughly 860 more words. Chubbawamba. And finally, Beauty and the Beast was the first animated movie to get an Oscar nomination for Best Picture when it got one in 1992. The movie Up was the second animated movie to get nominated in 2009, and then Toy Story 3 was the third back in 2010. Those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant Tuesday morning to you. Hope you are having a great morning so far. Thanks for listening here. It's being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law. You may have seen this story out there. It uh, became popular again in the last couple days because uh, the woman was just sentenced for the crime. In Ohio, this woman got arrested for throwing her Chipotle order at an employee. Apparently, she didn't like the order. She threw the, what, what do they call it, the burrito bowl at the lady. And uh, now, she has been sentenced for the crime. And the sentence is not traditional. It is her working in fast food for two months. This is the Parma Municipal Court Judge Timothy Gilligan sentencing Rosemary Hane, along with comments from him and the victim, Emily Russell. Do you want to walk in her shoes for two months and learn how people should treat people, or do you want to do your jail time? I'd like to walk in her shoes. She didn't get a snap on her vest. She's going to learn how to walk in fast food, and hopefully it'll be good. And no one deserves that. So I thought, why should the city taxpayers pay for her and feed her for 90 days in jail if I can teach her a sense of empathy yeah well I think that's a pretty good idea don't you because it was something that you know would, instead of costing the taxpayers it's something that maybe she can learn something from the video it's you know it viral some time ago but it's really terrible she didn't like the way that the burrito bowl was made and so uh, she yelled some obscenities and just threw it at the girl's face The girl ended up having to, uh, well, she felt like she had to quit the job because it was so embarrassing because she became known as the girl who got a burrito bowl on her face. So it was uh, quite traumatic for her as well. But anyway, I I think this is good because, um, you know, maybe someone will throw their food on this girl's face so she can know how it feels when you're trying to do a job and somebody throws a fit. I'm not condoning throwing food at somebody. I'm just saying, what if it happened? Just what if? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good morning. Well, how many times a day or a week or a month do you worry about your pets? Apparently, it is a fairly common thing to have a pet panic multiple times a month. A new poll found the average is about three times a day. The typical owner goes into pet panic modes. It's six times a month on average. So about every five days. Yeah, but then three times a day? I don't understand. I guess... Some panic up to three times a day. Most of the stuff that pet owners worry about doesn't end up being serious. The top pet panic causes are unexpected upchucking, seeing them fall off a chair or something high up, and when your dog slips its leash or your cat tries to run out the door. Those are the top pet panic modes. Others include if your pet doesn't want to eat, they don't come to you when you call their name. Is that really a reason to panic? Or they're not as playful as usual. And they do get outside or escape the yard. That is is definitely a panic moment, right? When you can't find your pet or you know that they've left the yard and they're out on an escapade or whatever. Anyway, when we're not home, here's the things that we're worrying about with our pets. Did they get into the trash? Or did they get into something they're not supposed to be? Are they sad or lonely right now? Is my pet thinking of me? Are they hungry? And could they have gotten outside? A a company called Tractive that makes pet GPS trackers did the survey. Of course, you know, it's all self-promoting, right? And uh, if your cat or dog did escape and have a night out on their own, do you think they'd enjoy themselves? So you have all these pet owners panicking in case their pet gets loose, but 60% of them said they think their pets would have a good time. Of course they would. They're animals. It's interesting, uh, not a panic moment, but this past weekend, I went into our shop building, our you know outbuilding, and uh, our cat was inside. So our cat had not been seen for a couple days. I don't think anyone really noticed, uh, but uh, she was in there, and several things had been knocked over. So, But, you know, I opened the door, and she came out meowing, And didn't seem too worried about it. And so, you know, I think my wife had maybe a pet panic moment. But, you know. Hey, the cat's alive. Everything's fine. It has eight more lives left. It's all good. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, Canada. Well, it's there that an escaped kangaroo punched a police officer. Yeah, you got to watch these kangaroos. They are feisty. Punched the cop right in the face as they attempted to capture it. Well, I mean, wouldn't you... Want to punch if you were a kangaroo and you're about to be captured? The kangaroo had been out on the run for four days. Must have been on some kind of bender or something. Uh, This is the tongue-in-cheek update about the incident from the Oshawa Police Staff Sergeant Chris Below. In accordance with best practices by the handlers, the officers actually just grabbed it by the tail And they were able to safely keep her contained in the area Only one of the officers was actually struck in the face during the apprehension But he'll be just fine and we won't be continuing the investigation Okay, that sounds good The runaway kangaroo has been captured And the only thing wounded is the pride of the police officer That took a kangaroo punch straight in the face That's stranger than fiction, everybody Good morning Caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. This is a story out of New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Department of Transportation. Yeah, these guys are working on the roads and that kind of stuff. They're not rescuers per se, but the workers, as part of the DOT, there saved a guy who was drowning after his jet ski started to sink in Lake Winnipesaukee. This is Sean Cullen with the DOT talking about how he called 911 and encouraged the man to keep on swimming. All of a sudden we see this jet ski, which is kind of funny to all of us, so I kind of recorded a, a video of it, and two minutes later it'd be blood curdling screams. You could see an expression on his face. He just wanted to not die. He was holding on, but I'm surprised he could at that point. Just patted him on the chest and said, you're in good hands, bud. Okay, it was a, a positive story, but many nuggets that made me laugh throughout that clip. Like, he, you could just tell he just did not want to die is that what he said he just he wanted to not die yes of course and of course i was shooting a video of it because it was kind of funny and then of course the guy was about to die (laughs) anyway i'm glad they were calm cool and collected and able to get this guy to safety that is caught doing good you got a story out there let us tell it email it to show at ikewingate.com. well are you one of those people that does not follow through on your new year's resolution I think we can all raise our hand at some point or another. But uh, according to Peloton star Robin Arzon, who's doing her annual 3 for 31 challenge this month, she says that you should start your resolution now. That's where you commit to walking. uh, By the way, this 3 for 31 challenge, that's where you commit to walking three miles or doing 30 minutes on a bike every day in December. Uh, The idea is if you start your resolution now at the craziest time of year, and manage to stick with it all month long, then you've got no excuse for next year. Which it makes sense—you're getting into the mode, you're not starting cold turkey. And if you're only, I mean, you're doing a little bit every day, you're gonna feel better. Plus, you know, you might be able to burn some calories ahead of the, uh, you know, all the Christmas foods and whatnot. If that's your resolution, maybe it's not. Maybe it's to change your hairstyle or something. Then other word, and you know, in other words, you can just start that whenever. I don't know. Uh, this lady says, if you can start now and stick with it all month, then how dare you tell yourself you can't do it for the rest of the year too. So in other words, you might be able to prove to yourself that you are capable of doing this and the New Year's resolution give up won't happen to you. I don't know if that that's not really a thing. I just made it up. But no, nonetheless, uh, it, it kind of makes sense. Go ahead and start now, get in the mode, and then it'll be more of a routine or something you're used to doing after the first of the year, after all the, you know, Christmas foods and laying around and watching movies and all that kind of stuff. So it's worth a shot. Good morning. And a very pleasant good Tuesday morning. You remember back uh, several months ago, there was a YouTuber, this YouTuber guy named Trevor Jacob. Apparently he crashed an airplane on purpose in California. He did it all for clicks. I mean, this is where it gets dangerous on the the whole, you know, influencer or content creator side. People do all kind of things for clicks. Anyway, he's just been sentenced, and he's going to be doing six months in prison, a federal prison for obstructing a federal probe. Uh, This is an actual clip from the crash. Oh, my gosh. Get me out of this. I guess I should probably document what's going on. I cut my finger pretty bad, got my elbow. I'm just so happy to be alive. It was all a big joke. It was all a big joke. He bailed out of the plane with a parachute and let the plane crash over unpopulated terrain. That's a lot to do for a few clicks. Good morning. Good morning. And let me tell you, we all see things on social media, and it's really difficult to know how much of this is real. You know, they say some of the psychological effects of people uh, on people, especially young people are catastrophic because they see people online and they think their lives are perfect and they think they you know that their own life is not and therefore they just get depressed and sad and it's a an whole it's a whole culture of envy is it not anyway someone's trying to figure out how much on social media is is actually real yeah a new survey found that Americans believe only 37% of the content on social media is real That includes struggling to separate authentic images from the ones with hidden filters, Photoshop, and the other edits that are done. Uh, People are also skeptical of targeted advertisements as well as influencer content like these products that can be pitched as friendly tips and hacks, but they're actually getting paid, and it's scripted. So people are skeptical already. And there's also the businesses that friends and followers try to sell you on which are usually pyramid schemes you know lee i'm selling this new skincare line uh blah 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 of course there's also bots out there there's spam profiles you know you see these all the time like why is this person following me oh my goodness that's not a real person uh over 74 uh, 70 74 percent of americans admit they can't always tell what's real and what's fake of people think it will get harder to determine what's real and what's not over the next 10 years with AI technology. And I'm telling you, I see clips of this stuff all the time using AI, especially they, they try to, you know, impersonate news clips or something, you know, with a notable figure or whatever, political figure or whatnot, saying something and you're just going, you know, something's a little weird about it. It doesn't look totally pure and real, but also, you know, how can someone, you know, that person didn't say that not at, at least not like that sometimes it's hard to tell though with certain political figures you're like that's got to be ai and then you discover uh no that's real good morning hey i want to tell you about another podcast i'm doing one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media our government